1: Visit slash concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, Thirty Seconds to Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
2: It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on giants.com. Here we go. Here we go. In the Giants mobile, get them in there. Let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network.
3: Paul Dettino with the Rapid Reaction Giants Huddle here on Giants.com. Joined by Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara. You can catch this podcast and all of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platforms and at Giants.com slash podcasts. So the Giants suffer a 48-22 to loss to the Philadelphia Eagles at MetLife Stadium, one in which, to be honest, Sean, the Giants were never in. Philadelphia gets two 80-yard touchdown drives on their first two possessions, and the uh, snowball kind of started to gain steam after that.
2: Yeah, uh, Paul, that snowball turned into a- an avalanche. And really, for the Giants, in order to have a chance to even win this football game, They had to play well in the first half. They couldn't start off slow. The Eagles have been the best first-half team in the entire NFL all season long. And, you know, to not only give up two touchdowns on their opening possessions for the Eagles, the Giants punted on their first four. So you, you basically spotted them 14 points. They had two sacks on the opening drive. You can't start football games against mediocre teams and expect to win and certainly not against a team like the Eagles. I think what we saw today, Paul, was we saw an all-pro team versus an all-Joe team right now. The roster discrepancy was clearly evident. Um, That being said, I don't think the Giants played their best football. Um, Mm -hmm. But as a player, you're always looking for that barometer. How How good are we? Who's the best? Well, you just played the best team in the NFC right now. And you found out where you are, found out what your weaknesses are, You found out how far you have to come and the areas that you need to get better at to, to compete with the best of the best.
3: Let's talk about the psychological gamesmanship that goes on in a game like this. I don't know if you have ever been on an offense. They gave up two sacks in the first series of a game. But psychologically, what does that do to a team right out of the box?
2: Well, I think initially, you know, it's – obviously sets you up as an offensive lineman you don't want to give up sacks ever but on the first drive of the game now all of a sudden you just kind of feel like all right am I having a bad day um you know do you do you start to question your technique um you know I think the first sack of the game uh Andrew Thomas gave up to to sweat and I don't know if he thought he was going to get a chip from Saquon on it was play action and it just kind of looked like a poor a poor set As opposed to just getting, you know, he wasn't physically beat. I think it was just a poor um, angle on his pass set. So those are things that can be corrected. But, um, you know, when you're playing against a team as good as the Eagles, you know, you've got to bring your A game. And and when you miss a play, when you miss a block, you drop a ball, you you know, you drop an interception, uh, you make a mistake, there's a gaff, you know, you know that, all right, now all of a sudden you start pressing. And, And I think that the Giants, once they found themselves down early, you could see that they were kind of out of their comfort zone, and that's not who they are. That's not how they're built.
3: Well, then they had a couple of unique things go against them. They get a fourth down pass on a long one down the sideline for a touchdown. They get a punt that Gillen winds up kicking off of the bounce and gets penalized for. It just looked as though everything that could go wrong was. And I have to think by that point in time, mentally, the team was certainly kind of shattered.
2: Well, I think you can look at it as, you know, look, the Eagles coming into it, they're a good team. And sometimes when you play good teams, great teams, like they are right now, the pressure is there. It's palpable. It's real. And we saw it. I mean, Jamie Gillum has not done that before. I don't think maybe not ever his career, but he basically drops the ball before he kicks it. So uh, I still don't know how he was able to kick it off the bounce. Uh, A remarkable play. Special teams today was a mixed bag. You know, you had that gaffe. We had a great block punt that we ended up turning into a touchdown um, in that first half there. But then we turned right back around and gave up a big return to Boston Scott. So, you know, special teams was a mixed bag. Um, you know, everybody's going to critique that Julian Love play where he went for the interception. You mentioned it; the fact that it was on fourth down. You know what? If going into that play before the snap, he said, hey, everybody just knocked the ball down. Right then maybe he plays out a little bit differently. So uh, I'm not going to crucify Julian Love. He's been phenomenal all season long. He's made plays left and right. He's been basically the heart and soul of this defense. Uh, But I know that's a play that, you know, he thought he was going to have an interception on, and it didn't turn out that way. ended up being a big touchdown. Uh, For the Giants' defense, we saw today, Paul, some things that we have not really seen a lot of this year. We saw them giving up some big plays and big mm-hmm. plays for touchdowns. Three plays over 30 yards went for touchdowns, and that's really not characteristic of this defense. It's not something that we've come to expect from a Wink Martindale coach defense as well. Um, and for, for it to rear its ugly head against the Eagles, you've got to give credit to them. They made some big plays. They made it happen, some good throws by Jalen Hurts and some big plays by some good players.
0: Getting ready to take on spring?
3: And I'm just going to throw it right back at you. How do you weigh it? Is this an aberration where the Giants were undermanned against clearly the best team in the NFC and maybe the best team in the NFL, and they just took advantage of the situation against a wounded team? Or are the Giants actually showing cracks here because this last month of football, they have been in a big slump?
2: Well, I look at it like this, and this is my personal opinion. The Eagles just thumped the Tennessee Titans. All right? they, they just threw for 380 yards against the Titans, and they're a damn good football team. The week before that, they rushed for 300 yards against the Packers. So... You know, you look at some of those defenses, those are, those are some good teams. The Eagles, This Eagles offense right now is playing at an elite level. And I've always said it's not always who you play, but when you play them, they're in the zone right now. And so I don't look at it like, oh, my gosh, the, the sky's falling for the Giants. Actually, I, I personally would have an easier time getting over this loss as opposed to the tie the week before from Washington. You were. That, that game, to me, was a game that was winnable. They ha- we, ha- we had a chance to win that game, and that one, to me, is tougher to swallow and tougher to get over than this game because they were clearly overmatched, and at no point in time did we have an opportunity to win this football game. So uh, you, kinda, you throw this one away, you realize, hey, look, that's where we aspire to be as a team. As a franchise, Joe Shane's looking at that roster saying, okay, that's what I want to get to. That's my goal. I got, we've got to beat Philly. As we're building this team in the offseason, everything is to beat Philly, and that's what Joe Shane is going to be tasked with now. He's got to try to compete with Howie Roseman and what he's doing. But from a team standpoint, you look at it like, look, they're the better team. they got they got some great players. We've got to bring our A game to even have a chance to try to compete with them. But now you got to turn the page. and the, the the tie game is was a show that was to be continued. I I call that tie game as you know, nobody won, nobody lost. It was to be continued. Now on Sunday night you get a chance to make that game irrelevant because if you beat Washington on Sunday night, now you got a shot at the playoffs. All right, so you won three and one
3: if you're the Giants over the last month What is it that you're happy with? What can you build on? Do you just say, all right, let's go back and look at that Washington game in the rematch and not even look at what happened today against Philadelphia? Is it even worth going over this film?
2: I think it's worth it just to see, hey, here's some things we got to fix. We got to put some fires out. And, you know, look, the, the Eagles were clearly going after Darnay Holmes in the slot. You know, they were attacking that aspect of it defensively. Um, they had a couple different route combinations that, that hurt us defensively. And, and then offensively, I think you, you have to look at, all right, how can we be better in pass protection? And what can we do better from a run game standpoint? Because, you know, Saquon was really a non factor in this game as well. It's a good defense. There's always things you can build on, but. Washington's a different defense. They have their own, you know, problems that they present. They've got a ferocious front. Chase Young will probably be, be back. He didn't play in the game last week, um, but I, I think for the Giants, you know, just like they've done the last couple of weeks for the losses, you put it behind you, you move on, you learn from it, you got to grow from it, and you got to improve. And and that's really this stretch of football right now is where you find out how tough your players are because everything's starting to to kind of. Culminate all the bruises, all the bangs up. Saquon playing through the neck injury. Um, you know, a lot of guys are playing through a lot of things. Hopefully, you can get some guys back. Josh Azudu was out today. Shane Lemieux was out. Adoree Jackson was out. Maybe you can get some of those guys back, and that would certainly help Leo Williams as well.
3: Yeah, it looks like Leonard Williams and Adoree Jackson at least have a chance to play in the rematch in Washington. How critical is it to get those two guys? Thinking about the defensive line and the secondary.
2: Yeah, no doubt Leonard Williams is a factor, and and not having him in there, you could see the run game, like it was impacted. I mean, over 20 yards rushing, um, I think Leonard Williams makes a huge impact if he's out on that field today. So getting him back, obviously, I think that things open up for Dexter Lawrence as well. When you have Leonard and Dexter in there, I think things definitely change, but if they could get a Dory Jackson back, that would be huge, too, because... Um, you know, when you kind of look at the matchups, Terry McLaurin has has been lighting it up this year, and um, you know he's a, he's a tough guy to, to cover one on one. And then even Curtis Samuel, you know, he did a good job. Jahan Dotson had the big run after catch uh, against us as well. So you can never have uh, enough healthy corners, that's for sure.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of Steel Battery Tools.
3: All right, let me ask you about one thing, though, that I do think has sparked over the last couple of weeks, as now Thibodeau and Ojolari are both in the lineup at the same time. If they get Williams back and then Dexter Lawrence is still in there, it'll be the first time, really, that they've had their front that they've wanted all year. And today, four sacks, five quarterback hits. That's not so shabby.
2: No, that's pretty good, and Ojolari's made an immediate impact. Two weeks in a row now, he's in the backfield getting sacks. You actually have to give Kayvon Thibodeau credit for the first Ojolari sack because it was Thibodeau who got the inside pressure mm-hmm. that kind of forced Jalen to step into him and created the holding penalty as well. So Kayvon Thibodeau has had a lot of good production. It's not showing up statistically, but he's made, made an impact. Um, you know, look, I, of course you want your best players out there. And having Leonard Williams out there, and if all five of them can be on the field at the same time, you know, that's absolutely what you're, what you're aiming for. All
3: right, let me ask you a philosophical question here. The coaches need to gauge the temperature of the locker room and figure out how they're going to approach the week. But so do some of the leaders in the locker room themselves. This is still a pretty young team with a lot of guys who haven't played playoff-style football in December. What's more important, for the leaders in the locker room to step up here or for the coaches to get these players into the right frame of mind?
2: Well, I think the players are in the right frame of mind. And this is meaningful football in December is is what you play for. And, and the fact that the Giants, you know, they haven't had a meaningful game in December in five to six years. So this is big. The players know it. And, and look, this is going to be a playoff game. The game got flexed on Sunday night. They know it. They're playing primetime. This is, this is basically a playoff game for the Giants. I think all the players are looking forward to that opportunity. They can't wait to get to next Sunday. It's a familiar opponent as well. So you just played them a week ago. So they're fresh on the brain. Um, the concepts are going to be, you know, fresh. The scheme's going to be fresh, um, so there's going to be really no you know mental concerns as far as who we're playing and what we're going to see defensively and offensively. It's just going to be basically who executes, and, and I think this team is up for the challenge. I, I've been impressed with this team two weeks in a row now. They got you know they were down early against Washington, down ten nothing. They rallied back, had a chance to win the game. Even in this game against Philly, found themselves down early on. They tried to battle to get back into the game. This team doesn't quit, and their effort is is consistently there i think they just know like look we've got to play a clean perfect game if we want to compete with the best final thought sean it sounds like even though washington had the bye
3: week this weekend and they'll get the giants for a second game in a row coming up next weekend it sounds like from the giants perspective you're happy they're playing washington in what is kind of a must-win game because that kind of helps their focus to be even more buckled down
2: I think it helps you know both teams really because it's fresh on the brain. you know you just literally put in that game plan a week ago, so you're going to go right back to it All right, here are the things we did against them, and maybe we'll put a couple of other wrinkles in there so again, anytime you have a divisional game, it's a familiar opponent when you play them you know twice in three weeks. I think it makes it even more of a matchup game because now it's not, you're not going to fool anybody with a scheme. Like, we know what you're doing. You know what we're doing. Like, this is toe to toe, blow for blow here. And it's, you know, it's exactly what you want in December.
3: All right. That is Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara as the Giants fall to Philadelphia 48 to 22 here at MetLife Stadium. This has been the rapid reaction on the Giants Huddle. You can find it on all of your podcast platforms and at giants.com slash podcasts. I'm Paul Tatino. We'll talk to you next time, everybody.